0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk to Kristen Turner about traveling to Walt Disney World with children during COVID. Boy, these titles get longer and longer. <laughs> Didn't I make joined... a
1: good acronym.
0: <laughs> what? I don't know what it would stand for. <laughs> I am joined via the Internet by client services manager, Kevin for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. You to say hi for the people who are Hi, listening. everybody. Sorry. And agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kristen Turner. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for being here for this show. Thank you, everybody home, for joining us. Um, so a couple week, weeks ago, we did a show where we talked about traveling to Walt Disney World during COVID. Um, and it was very popular. We had a lot of really good feedback from it. One of the things we got a lot of is people wanted to know what it would be like traveling with kids. And specifically, Kristen had mentioned that she, since going with the, the group of agents and doing the show, she had already been once with her children and that they were planning a second trip. So I thought this would be a really great time to talk to Kristen after being there twice now, right? Am I right? Twice with your kids? Okay, yep, I've been twice. Mm-hmm. And um, find out what kind of challenges she faced, what went easy, what went wrong, and what kind of advice she can give to our uh, listeners and viewers. So, all right, Kristen, I'm going to start with – oops, sorry. Again, I apologize. This is me messing things up. I'm going to start with tell us your family dynamic, how many kids, ages, that sort of stuff, and who all went this time.
2: Um, so, the first trip was uh, towards the beginning of December, and I went with my husband, and then I have four children. Um, the oldest is 11, and then nine, seven, and two. So, um, two year old is um, probably the hardest um, obstacle when it comes to this COVID situation. Um, basically, because they do have to wear a mask um, as a two year old and on the plane, and the uh in the parks. Um I am not a Florida resident, so this was a true Disney trip. We got on a plane, the magical express, everything. So um it wasn't just an easy in-the-car trip. Um we had, you know, we did go to the airport and have a full-on trip.
0: Before you start with the airport stuff, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um what kind of preparation did you do with the kids? Did you talk to them about having to wear a mask and Staying away from people and all that stuff, or did you were you okay with? They knew enough from going to school yeah. that we didn't have to worry about that.
2: Yeah. So they have been in school since August full time. Um, they did have start virtual Wednesdays um, a little bit right before Christmas, but um, they've been in school full time with masks. All the older three, so they are completely um, fine um, with wearing masks. I know before school started, everybody thought that that was going to be difficult, but. They've really adapted and wore their mask no problem at school. Um, so when they, they knew that they were going to have to wear them the whole time at Disney, and they were totally fine with that, they've already um, been to where they know what kind of masks they like and what they're comfortable with. So if you have you know children that have, are not used to wearing masks because they're not in school, that would be something that you definitely need to help prepare them for. Um, find the right mask that makes them comfortable. Um, we went, we were fortunate enough to go when it wasn't hot. I know that with the mask and it being hot, that it, it's a lot different. But it was pretty cool when we went, so we never had the hot mask problem. Um, but they they were, we. I mean, they knew that and they've been used to that because they, they wear them at school all the time, so...
1: Finding the right mask is good advice for anybody. Mm-hmm. John and I choose very different masks. I, we like very different styles. So that's not something that's just for kids. Find the one that you're the most comfortable with.
0: Kevin likes yeah. a Wonder Woman mask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but well, let's talk about that. Is it better if they've got something, let us say, a, uh, a character they like or a theme? Does that make it better for them or do they not care about that?
2: Um, The two year old, yes, he got excited about uh, having character masks, but the other ones, they're just, they they like to express themselves with the mask, but they're okay with what they're comfortable with um, and what's breathable. And, you know, there's some that they just don't like and they know which ones they're comfortable with. A lot of it, I mean, the disposable ones I've found on Amazon, they have disposable fun ones, different colors. Um, and I usually have a ton of those. I have like a Halloween set, Christmas set, and they um, they really enjoy those. So just Great. whatever works for them.
0: Excellent. Um, so you've got them prepared. We're going to Disney. They're really excited. So anything different or unusual about, say, getting to the airport Getting in the airport, getting on the plane—anything there that you think, you know, this is different than a usual trip for them?
2: No, I mean we we did our normal things. We take a shuttle um, from a parking lot to the airport. It was a little—it was nice because we had a whole shuttle to ourselves. Um, the airport was not crowded at all. We breezed right through security. Um, we had no issues as far as um, any difference really in what is typically uh, the the plane was full um to Orlando. We didn't have any seats open. Uh, we flew southwest. So um, oh. everything was pretty normal in the airport. Excellent.
0: Um, all right. So you get to you get to Orlando. You took Magical Express, you said.
2: Yes. Uh, Magical Express was um the line seemed long. And that was another thing that I had to prepare myself for or prepare my kids for. Cause I had been in October by myself and I knew that the lines looked long for everything. And that's just, you know, kids see a line and they, they panic and they don't want to do it or they freak out about the line. But that is something that I had told them, especially the older ones who see the line and panic that the, these lines are going to look long, but they may not be as long as they look. So, I mean, the weight will, because they've never seen Magical Express backed up like it was, but then it went really fast. Um, and then the bu- the bus was, you know, we'd see buses come, they would get excited thinking it was for us, but I'm like, you guys are not filling these to capacity. So you have to kind of be patient uh, for that. And and that works with my 11, nine-year-old, seven-year-old. Two-year-old's a little bit more difficult, but he's he's um, just used to being on the go. I mean, my older ones are in sports and he he just tags along with us all the time um,
0: so I think you know. you've got you also have a, something else too going for you you have kids who have been to Walt Disney World you, yes. they know Walt Disney World they know a lot of what to expect oh there are the dogs <laughs> waiting in line is something they need to you know deal with on a regular basis so that works out good you know you're not taking <clears throat> you know uh, novices to Walt Disney World Let me ask you a side question, not related to taking your kids. You you did Disney's Magical Express. I know it's something you use a lot um, on other shows, and it's been mentioned before, Disney's Magical Express is going away as of December 31st, 2021. They will, January 1st, 2022, they will no longer run the complimentary bus service. What do you think your family will do to get to Walt Disney World now?
2: Um, So what we have found, um, I really like to take Uber. We have found that Uber has um, car seats. So there's, there's a specific, when you pull up Uber, you can see where it says Uber with a car seat. The only kid right now that needs to be in the car seat is a two-year-old. And usually the Uber will only have one, one car seat. So if you've got two kids that are in car seats, it's probably not going to work. Um, but we like to use the Uber with a car seat all the time. Um, that might be a, um, what we use, but I have a feeling Mirrors is going to have a similar to Magical Express type service where you don't have to have car seats. And I think that's probably going to be the best option for families with multiple car seats. Cause that's going to be the issue. Um, it's not so much finding you know, a ride to the airport. It's going to be car seats. That's a huge, huge advantage to magical express is you don't have to, to bring one. And, um, that's going to be the biggest obstacle. I hope mirrors provides a similar service and I know it probably won't be up to Disney standards and there'll probably be complaints or whatever, but um, it's probably still going to be best because you don't have to lug around a car seat, but Uber with car seats is another option too.
0: There's still a lot of questions about what will happen. We've had this discussion that possibly light rail will be in place. And that's why Disney has opted to end their agreement with mirrors. You know what? Any smart transportation company is going to take advantage of this and do something. And one of the problems that we see is it's not just um, car seats. It's people with mobility issues and disabilities and traveling in wheelchairs or scooters. You know, getting in an Uber is difficult. You might have to get special transportation. How much do do you know how much it costs you in general with your family to take an Uber? from the airport to Disney.
2: So like, if you're just having a small Uber um, for like, it's like $40, but for our family, we have to get the extra large and it's usually around 80 to 90. And sometimes even more during peaks or peak when it's crowded and there's not a lot of options. um, It can be almost a hundred dollars. And then I used to, I mean, before magical express, I would take taxis all the time. um, And before Uber and it was similar, it was about a hundred dollars each, each trip, but
0: And availability of transportation is not going to be the issue. It's going to be price, and it's going to be um, what works for you and your family. All right, so let's move on. So you've gotten on the Magical Express. You guys have gotten to the resort. Did you go right to the resort? Did you go into a park? What did you do when you got here?
2: Um, so we were there early, um, so our room wasn't ready. We had Bell Services hold our luggage, and then we went ahead and went to a park. Um, we didn't um, actually physically check in at all. We did online check-ins, so we waited for our room um, assignment on our phone so that we could – and. Both times that I went with the kids, we just went right back to our room um, from the parks because uh, we got the tech saying our room was ready. Um, bus, we, the, um, we did bus, Skyliner, um, monorail. I rode it all. Um, you know, everything was uh, was social distance and um, limited capacity and all the transportation. And we didn't, I mean, the kids never had any issues with that. Um, one thing, I have never been um, someone who is... Uh, Panicked about my kids touching things But now there's a whole different ballgame For me I realize how much they Touch stuff Um, And just you know as we're going through the the Rides or anything they're just touching everything And I before it would have never Even bothered me but now I'm like quit touching stuff Um, So you know Lots of hand sanitizer was um, You have to have your own Disney house has a lot But I I just went through more hand sanitizer Than I ever have in my life (laughs)
0: So uh, what park did you go to? What was the first park you went to?
2: Um, First trip, it was Animal Kingdom and I think Epcot. So one time it was Epcot, one time it was Animal Kingdom.
0: Anything park specific that your kids reacted to? Was it, um, you know, weird that maybe cast members had masks on or the fact that there weren't character meet and greets? Was there anything that kind of triggered them that said, This doesn't feel like a regular vacation.
2: No, not really. Uh, they, we, you know, of course the temperature screenings, that's first when you walk up, then they were excited to see the difference in bag handling. Uh, that was, you know, that was quick and an easy process for them. So the older ones were like, well, that was, that was nice. So we didn't have to wait, you know, to get our bags checked. Um, They're used to doing the magic band, put your finger on that. That was a whole different experience. Um, And they, but other than that, really, they didn't, they're used to people in masks. The cast members having a mask doesn't bother them. Um, As far as inside the park with the character meet and greets. Um, like you said, my kids are kind. They're they're they've been several times, so meeting the characters right off is not is not huge for them. But they enjoyed the cavalcades. We they we always stopped and watched the different um, character experiences where they are. You know, you've got joy frolicking at Epcot. That's something different. So that's they were excited to see something different than they usually see.
0: Actually, let me back up just a second too. I should have covered this when we talked pre trip. Do they, are they aware of park reservations or is that just mommy takes care of that and we don't really care what park we go to?
2: No, they weren't They're They're not aware of that. I, you know, that's something I just did. I just tell them, Hey, we're going to this park. Um, but they did notice no park hopper. Um, we usually park hop. So that was something that, and which is back now, but, uh, we, they were used to being able to do some, go somewhere later. Um, and that. They weren't able to do that. And we, we are typically not rope droppers. We're more, we stay in the park late. And since of course, this is different, the parks are closing earlier. We were actually finding ourselves, you know, people think, well, what are we going to do? It's eight o'clock. Well, you're exhausted by eight o'clock by the time you get back in your room, you've just hang out, go to sleep. And then we were actually getting up earlier than we usually do. So that was a different experience is, um, we're not rope droppers, but we were getting in the parks earlier than we usually do, which is yeah. totally different than some other people. I know they're the opposite. They'll get the parks right when they open. It's
0: interesting. Sort of a different take on it is um, Kevin and I own Dreams Villas of Orlando, and that's an off property that we rent, uh, vacation home, vacation homes. And one of the things that we found when we were allowed to start taking guests for the first time after the pandemic, um, the restrictions were lifted, was that folks who had booked longer stays were checking out earlier, were checking out early than they should have, than they, the end of their reservation. And I was starting to get worried. I'm like, what's wrong? What did we do? Is it not right? Is it not nice? So in checking in with them, I said to them, why are you leaving early and not using your full time? And they said, we found that we were doing everything we wanted to do. But then again, at eight o'clock, there was nothing to
1: do. Yeah, you know, and then they're
2: pretty close to Disney Springs, and Disney Springs seems packed. That's what that's something we did notice. That was the only time that I, um, I didn't feel unsafe at Disney Springs, but like you said, at eight o'clock, that's the only place to go. So it seems crowded. Um, and I just, I, there was a time when I looked around and thought, this just looks normal. It doesn't, not that I was like, oh, there's too many people, and I felt like I was, um, too crowded, but I did look and think, this doesn't look like limited capacity to me. It looks like a normal crowd.
0: Yeah, so. this is, Disney Springs is a different animal mm-hmm. altogether, especially in weekends and at night, for sure. Um, all right, so you've got in the park and you're doing your stuff. Um, anything that threw the kids for a loop and they sort of saw something or did something that they were like, this is weird?
2: Um, no, the, so they, um, the lines being long, always, I mean, I had to convince them several times that it's not as bad as it looks. Um, just the, the markers, um, the separation markers, sometimes they were had a hard time on, you know, like just doing that. They would just kind of push up and have to say, you know, come back, um, respecting the boundaries, I guess, of the, of the markers of the six feet markers. Um, but that was just something they adapted to um, mobile ordering. That became um, something that was new to them. Um, it was kind of easier sometimes because you weren't up there at the window going, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? We'd already figured it out. One thing we did have is we had two different parties. So like the second trip, when we went for um, new years, my sister and my mom came and my niece so we had, I would order from our app, from our account, and they would order from their app, and I'm more familiar with it than they are. So sometimes they would forget to check in, or my sister would check in too early. I mean, that can become an issue is um, just mobile ordering and figuring out what's how to do that. Uh, the kids weren't used to not being able to just walk into the Contempo Cafe and buy you know, buy a drink, Um, like the baby needed milk. And it's like, you can't can't just walk in there and do that anymore. It's totally different. You have to do a mobile order. And usually, um, cast members are a little more lenient, or a little like if they if you kind of ask, like, hey, I just need a milk, they will kind of help you out not make you have to go through the whole mobile order process. Um, But that's something mobile ordering was probably something they needed to get used to.
0: Yeah, we When we went to Festival of the Arts, um, it was interesting because we were snacking around, but at one point we wanted to try the new barbecue place. We hadn't tried it yet. And Kevin's like, oh, let's go get something there. And it's like, no, you can only do it through mobile ordering. So it kind of ruins the spontaneity of some things, but as long as you get used to it and you know about it and do it ahead of time. So go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: But it also that like and I was gonna mention that too, is that you can't do that, but you can also it's less planned out too, because you don't have the fast passes to go to, um, the times and everything. So the day is kind of less planned, which is which is nice because you don't have to run around each fast pass. You still I mean you still have dining if you wanna make dining reservations, but the day is a little more flexible than with the fast pass reservations.
0: Did you guys get on every ride they wanted to get on? Was everybody happy with what they were able to do?
2: Yes, we um, we rode everything. Never had really long waits for anything, um, and that we went New Year's Eve and New Year that right after Christmas, which is typically a really bad time to go as far as crowds. Um, but it was nice. No, no problems at all.
1: It's awesome. So, what do you
0: think the kids' takeaway from this trip was? kids are really adaptable and really flexible and they'll go with the punches. Do you think this is just, eh, this is what we want to
2: go. They want to go again and they're dying to go for spring break. Um, they're pushing, they're pushing me to take them again. So they, they want to go. Didn't bother them at all. Um, that's my clock. I have a cuckoo clock that plays <laughs> a, Disney, a Disney song every hour. And it's like early, but, um,
0: And it's not broken. No one hit it with a bat.
2: Nope. Nope. It's just plays it. It um, It's always just like seven minutes early because it's in, J- it's like from Japan. So the directions are in Japanese and it's hard to reset. So and the time so zone, you know, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so Did yeah. Of them say, I really liked it better the old way.
2: Has there been any kind of discussion of that or are they just okay with the changes? They're totally fine with the changes. Um, and like, you know, And you hear people say, well, what about if this is your first trip? Um, My kids, they go all the time. So they're totally fine with the changes. They know that not having fireworks never bothered them, no nighttime shows. That wasn't something that they missed. Um, We come from a baseball family that we see a pretty good fireworks show every Saturday night. Fireworks are nothing to them. So uh, that didn't bother them. I'm um, not having the nighttime shows, um, but and like if if you're a kid, that's first time. You don't know what it was like before, and we may never see what it was like before. So, it, we might as well, you know, experience it this way. Because well, I would and, go ahead.
1: I would say the same thing to adults. What, what if this is your first time? Then you don't know anything different. Go right. and enjoy what's there. Now mm-hmm. what you don't go looking for what other people have told you was there. Go and enjoy what's being
2: offered. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. And it's still a great time. Um, we've we the kids are dying. I mean, I want to go back. We had we going two times in one month um, with us. They my kids just were fighting by the second trip. And I was like, I'm not going back with you guys <laughs> until you can get along. Um, but it was just we they wanna go back oh, but they always want to go back.
0: <laughs> that, so, like fighting that fighting in disagreement. That was more about just them not getting along. It wasn't exactly. had nothing to do with the environment
2: Yeah, were in. yeah it's just my kids and being hmm. preteens and oh that was another thing. Um but this is just a normal taking your kids to Disney thing. We did have two ends at the spectrum, like my niece is two and my um eleven year old is very preteens. So she wants to ride all of the Um, you know, the thrill rides. And then we've got the little ones running to ride the teacups and that causes issues, but that's just a normal Disney trip.
1: (laughs) I I have some news for you. I don't think you're unique. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think anybody who has children with this age range understands exactly what you mean. I yeah. can remember conversations. My brother and I are almost four years apart, about three and a half. And I can't tell you how many times we were threatened with turning the car around and going home. <laughs> so, and and that was back in the
2: 1800s. So things haven't really changed. Okay. Yep. I know. It's just, why can't you guys get along?
0: <laughs> we went to the store last Saturday and I did said the same thing to Kevin. Don't make me turn this car around.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was acting out. What do you want folks to know about bringing their kids to Walt Disney World during this time?
2: Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is, is the two-year-old in the mask. Um, so he didn't wear all the time. I'm, I mean, he's supposed to. Uh, over two, you're supposed to. He's pretty good, um, but there would be times when he take it off. Um, on the plane, he... Wore, you know wore it on sit, but then once he sat down there'd be times he'd take it off and we'd put it back on um, but in times in the stroller where he'd take it off but usually what we tried to do is anytime he was you know in our arms in a line or um, going on to a ride make sure he had it on um, so that's another that's a big question I get a lot is um, what you know the two-year-old is really hard to keep a mask on and it, and it is um, but Disney there are I want to talk about the times that they were really making sure he had a mask on was at the temperature screening. They wanted a mask on for sure. Um, and when he um, like when we got on rides, if he, if he had brought it down or anything, they'd ask to put it up. Um, so there's times when he was, he would take it off, but we put it back on, but he, it wasn't horrible, but he also wants to be like his older siblings. So he was, you know, fine with wearing it. He had the fun, the fun ones, like I said, but, um, and then going back to taking a kid. Um, I always say that a two-year-old, three-year-old, um, is a great time to go because everything is still so magical. Um, and they just get so excited about characters and everything. Um, if you kind of, if you're going to wait until everything's back to normal, you're going to miss that time frame, And that's my favorite time to take a kid um and i also want to say that we did um character meals um we did both hollywood and vine and topolinos um i hated hollywood and vine like horrible food
1: um (laughs) join the club Before we move on to something else great piece of advice i don't have children so i haven't tried this but if you've got a two or a three-year-old who is taking their mask off occasionally someone posted um bring multiple masks and allow them to change. And on the reusable ones, someone even suggested uh, letting them design their own, take a marker and let them write on the mask. I can't vouch for whether that changes the safety of it, but I thought that was a great idea. If one's not working, maybe they become a superhero. Yeah. You know, and you're, People are creative. Just allow them the chance to change it. Yep, I have to do that with John. Right,
2: you know, and, and that's a good tip in general. Everybody brings several masks, especially in the heat. Um, you get food on them, whatever. Um, definitely need some backup mask.
0: I want to go back to your your character meals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, in my opinion, picked the both ends of the spectrum. You picked Hollywood Vine, which, in my opinion, is one of the worst restaurants on Disney property. It's absolutely horrible. We've gone back a couple of times in the past to do restaurant reviews, and we've pretty much said, I don't care. Never again are we going back. But you did Topolinos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, did you breakfast?
2: Yes. Yep.
0: Which, in my opinion, is the
2: best. Yes. And so it was the second time I did it. I did it with um, the adults and then did brought my kids back because I loved it so much. I loved Topolino's. Um, and the character interaction is great. The characters are so cute in their um, artsy costumes. Um, and I love the location. We went out on the little balcony and um, saw the view and took pictures. Um, and the food is excellent. Um, and the character interaction is good. Um, they come right. I mean, you know, in distance, but you can get good pictures. The kids were, they were close enough where they were excited. Um, it saw them, you know, you know, recognize them, got excited. Uh, the, and then Hollywood and Vine. I have, I've been when it's to buffet and I could usually find something, but this time it was, you know, you had a specific entre- entree and nobody liked it. And then it was more expensive than Topolino's too, which was like, you've got to be kidding that's me.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy. With Topolino's, was there really good distancing with uh, people between tables? Did yes. they do the job?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, there there was no one in our, we had a big table cause there was nine of us. So there was really no one around us. And um, then the char- we were right before the characters kind of went off stage. And so they were right there. Um, and it was, we just got some great pictures um, with the kids and stuff. So we had, to, we did have to move. We had to um, move the kids over to where they, where they kind the of characters were posing because I was kind of sitting there and it was like the kids aren't really getting in the pictures mm-hmm. I was. So we moved the table or moved the kids around so that they would be better placement for kind of where the characters stopped.
0: That actually brings up something else too. That's different there because you're a, a sitting down and eating so you can take your masks off. What about pictures in the park? Because a lot of people are upset that they have to keep their masks on for pictures. Did that bother you?
2: No, I I had actually had someone this week say, you really think memory maker is worth it because you still have to have the mask, um, for all the pictures, ride photos, everything. And I just think it's just, it's something that's going to represent that place in time, the, the climate that we're in right now, uh, the mask pictures are something to remember.
0: Yeah, it's funny because we, when we watch TV and you kind of get an old show or something that's been recorded before and you go, those people are hugging. <laughs>
1: those people are touching. And you think, this is – Look yeah. at how many there are in that room. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> wow. I know. It's it's just it's weird. Because we, we, they were watching YouTube earlier and I was like, is this new? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, there's no – it was uh, Disney. And I was like, yeah, no, it's definitely not new. Nobody has a mask on. <laughs> so you just – you're going to – to have that moment. Yeah, and
1: I think, I think you're right. You
0: know, this is going to be one of those things of a time where your kids are going to go back and look at it and go,
1: boy, remember when we had to wear a mask? You know. mm-hmm. It's also like the difference between going in summer and winter. I mean, in winter, you might have on a coat and a scarf. It doesn't really change the memory. You know, it's just a different, you're right. It's just a different time. It is. It's a, it's a moment in time. Do you know have anything say? No.
0: Is there anything we missed Kristen, anything that you think we should talk about for bringing a kid to Disney during COVID?
2: Um, no, I don't think so. I think we, we covered it all that I, I had wanted to say.
0: So I get the feeling, first of all, um, I think you're the type of person who's also a little more laid back when mm-hmm. it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but um, I forgot what my question was going to be. Shoot. How does it do with the fact of of going to Disney now with your kids? Um, you are a Disney fan. You're a Disney fanatic. It's something that you love. Is this the type of thing that, yes, you should go with your kids, or I went because I'm a Disney fan? I that, think, I'm trying to figure out how to say it.
2: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, Is this the destination you would choose if you weren't? A huge Disney fan, um, I think that it's definitely still a great experience. So if you are looking to have a Disney experience, um, this is just the right time, the right age that you want to bring your kids. Then you should definitely still do it. Uh, if and I want to go back, but uh, obviously I'm a Disney fan, and so my kids are, too. But I think that, I mean, I have people who are going, and they aren't Disney fans, but they still have such a great time, and they are happy with the lines um, not being horrible. And you see people who panic about no fast passes. But right now, they're just not necessarily needed. Um, so I just think that it's definitely a good time to go, uh, especially if you avoid holidays. Like right now, the the waits are pretty decent um and the festivals are still going on and i we didn't have any lines at the festivals and it's a great time
0: i think this is going to be one of those things that in the future your kids look back on with fondness kind of like we did we do now when we look back at a time when disney was less crowded and perhaps there was less uh, anxiety about a trip and you could just go and enjoy it and not worry about fast passes and all that stuff i think your kids are going to look back in a five or six years ago. Remember those trips we took where we got on a ride in 20 minutes and there's those and that many people in the park. I think it's going to be a great I think memory. we're
1: also going to remember, remember that time when no one was going anywhere and my folks took us to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I look back on the times I went to Disney when I was a teenager, a young teenager. And I realized my folks didn't have the money to do that, but they did it. So I think I think you get a new perspective as you get older. And I think they're going to look back and think, holy cow, look what they did. Yeah. I think it going to be great, great memories for them. Christine, I'm, I wouldn't expect that for a couple of years, though, okay?
2: <laughs> yes, I'm getting into the teenagers' words. <laughs> if getting you're looking
1: for any kind of credit, I'd wait a little while. Okay? Yeah.
0: Through the teen years first.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Yes, you should tell people how to reach Kristen. Well, during the show, I've put uh,
0: Kristen's email address under her name, but you can still write to Kristen, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N, yep. at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and she'd be happy to help you plan your vacation with kids, without kids. She can do it all.
1: You can also write to John or I, and we'll make sure Kristen gets it. Excellent. I send Kristen stuff all the time. <laughs> I usually think she's probably not happy about that. Oh, again. (laughs) Anything else you want to add before we go?
2: No, I think that's
1: it. Excellent.
0: All right, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your trip. I actually enjoyed it. It was fun to hear about about kids going to Disney, you know? Mm I agree. All right, thank you guys for participating. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.